The weekend is here, and we're all going fishing. We'll be going after walleyes, certainly, but if the walleyes slow down, we might decide to try to catch some panfish. One of the goals of the Department of Natural Resources is to get big panfish back in Minnesota waters. They've got a task force and a plan in place. And one of the co-chairs is the Grand Rapids Area Fishery Supervisor, Dave Weitzel. And today, he's got the details of that plan coming up. Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a lot. Day the afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting on the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky. We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry. Cause now we go going Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Now today on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, we are going to talk bluegill. In particular, we are going to talk the quest for big bluegills. And we have uh, the co-chair of the Panfish Technical Committee, uh, who is also the Grand Rapids Area Fishery Supervisor, Dave Weitzel. And Dave, first of all, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So, big bluegills, is that something near and dear to your heart? Uh, personally, as an angler, it really is. Uh, I've always really enjoyed bluegill fishing. I think what I like best about it is the action. Um, but uh, to be honest with you, I grew up in an area that didn't have a lot of big bluegill. Um, you know, it was pretty rare to catch a sunfish over about eight inches. And then when I had the opportunity to move to Grand Rapids and got to see some uh, nine and ten inch bluegill, it really kind of changed my attitude about sunfish fishing. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, and as uh, as my kids were growing up, it was just one of those things. It was so easy to to catch bluegills, keep them interested. And, you know, didn't have to have a boat. Just uh, there's so many little fishing piers on these small little lakes in this neck of the woods that you just go uh, cast from there and catch bluegills. Um, it, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of panfish and bluegill fishing. So uh, this project that you're working on, I, I think, is a really important one for our area. As we get into this, first of all, let's let's go back to the beginning. Um, I think we all understand why, but we'll, I'll let you say in your own words, why did we decide to do this? Yeah, and that's a great question. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people might think that this uh, initiative really started with the uh, Department of Natural Resources, um, but the reality, it, it really came from a need that was identified by our various uh, angling groups and stakeholders. Uh, so for a long time, we've kind of known that people are happy with the number of sunfish that they catch, but they're less happy with the size. And uh, over the last two decades in particular, We've heard from a lot of anglers that have told us that, um, you know, they used to catch these 8, 9, and 10-inch bluegills, and they just don't seem to be there anymore, and they miss having those opportunities to catch large sunfish. Uh, so back in 2015, we formed a citizens advisory work group, and that work group is made up of various different fishing interests from around the state. So we've got resort owners, we've got fishing guides, uh, we've got folks that are just everyday anglers. Uh, that are on this committee, and we asked them to identify, you know, kind of in, under this umbrella of, of panfish management, what was their number one concern? What was kind of the, the number one mission that they wanted to take on? And they identified uh, bluegill size quality as their number one concern. Uh, so we worked with this group uh, over a couple of years, 
uh, really trying to understand what contributes to poor bluegill size quality and what techniques could be applied to improve bluegill size quality. And we, we kind of learned that it really comes down to a harvest issue. Uh, when large bluegill are, are harvested, nature tends to replace those with an increasing number of small bluegill. So a lake's basically going to produce as many pounds of bluegill as biologically possible. Uh, if you go out and remove a big bluegill, that fish weight is, is most easily replaced with an equal number of fish weight of small fish through natural reproduction the next year. Uh, if you do that over a long enough period of time, before long, all these small fish are competing with each other. Their growth rate suffers. Uh, they actually change their biology to spawn at an earlier age. Uh, and before long, you start to lose that growth potential. So we began to realize that regulation was really going to be needed if we were going to address this problem. Okay, so that was the starting point. What came next? Well, the next uh, thing that we did was, uh, first off, we wanted to look at our management history, what's been done in the past, what worked and what didn't work. Uh, and uh, I was really surprised to learn that uh, our bluegill management is really different than a, a lot of other species. Uh, so basically, in Minnesota, we've been regulating uh, fish harvest using limits going back to at least the 1920s. Uh, for most species, those limits were, were very liberal, and over time, they've become more and more restrictive as there's been more pressure put on our fisheries resources, which makes sense. Uh, however, when I looked at a couple species, bluegill and crappie in particular, I found kind of the opposite was true. Uh, those regulations were actually more restrictive once upon a time and became less restrictive uh, as time went on. So as an example, if we go back to the 1930s during the Great Depression, I was very surprised to learn that the bluegill limit was uh, 15 fish per day, and there was a closed season that included uh, most of the winter through early summer. So it seemed like at that point in time, people seemed to understand that, uh, you know, bluegill couldn't handle a whole lot of harvest. Um, if you fast forward to about the 1950s, that's when we started to see some big changes in our regulations. In 1954, the limit was 30, and it was changed to year-round fishing. And that's when we start to see uh, size quality really begin to decline in some of these data sets. Um, by uh, 2003, anglers were, were telling DNR that, hey, we need to be more restrictive with bluegill harvest. So the limit was changed from 30 to 20, uh, but that change simply wasn't enough of a change to uh, improve size quality. It does seem like uh, the average size bluegill is kind of stabilized at around 6 inches in DNR surveys, but we haven't really seen an improvement in size quality uh, that we'd like to see in, in at least a few ways. Getting bigger bluegills, that's the goal of the Panfish Technical Committee. Co-chair is Dave Weitzel, the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Supervisor. We're getting all the details from Dave today, and we've got much more to come. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson, and my guest is Dave Weitzel. He is the area supervisor out of the Grand Rapids Fisheries Office, but he is also the co-chair of the Panfish Technical Committee, whose goal is to get big bluegills back in Minnesota. And after analyzing things, the next step was to come up with practical ideas. 
then the next step was to look at, uh, you know, how would we approach regulations? And the Panfish Work Group uh, asked us to look at the potential for just doing a, a statewide limit reduction. That seemed to be simple. It seemed to make sense. Uh, but when we started looking at these bluegill populations, we began to realize that not all lakes have the right ingredients to grow large bluegill. Uh, so it really didn't make a ton of sense to reduce the limit on a lake that wasn't going to grow large bluegill regardless. Uh, we really started to understand the lakes that had the best size potential and um, thought maybe a better approach would be to identify those lakes and then work with the public to see which lakes uh, are socially most acceptable to have a reduced limit. And, and we focused on, on five and ten fish bag limits um, because they've been tried on about 60 lakes statewide and we've been able to document success using those limits. Uh, so that kind of led us to develop this quality bluegill initiative uh, in which biologists have identified the lakes with the best biological potential to benefit from a regulation. Uh, but with that being said, those regulations will only be applied to lakes that are socially popular. Um, so that kind of leads us into this uh, period we're in now where we're trying to collect public information uh, and get public comments on these lakes. So how many lakes are we looking at right now? Well, uh, I think statewide we've identified our, uh, about 160 lakes that we think would benefit from uh, increased regulations. Uh, some of those lakes uh, we want to have a little bit better uh, pre-regulation information on. So they're not all being proposed at one time. Uh, but I think the current list of proposals uh, for public review this year uh, and these would be lakes that the regulation would go into effect next spring. I think we're looking at about 120 lakes. Uh, so it's a significant number of lakes. It's, uh, you know, two times greater than, than what's out there right now for, for lakes with special bluegill regulations. And the process we're in now, as I understand it, uh, signs will be posted at these lakes accesses this summer uh, to get co uh, comments from people. Uh, I presume there will be some meetings and things like that as well. That, that's what we're working toward, um, and that's, you know, that's very much the typical process. Uh, however, we understand that not everybody can make it to a meeting, so we're trying to come up with uh, some creative solutions to really increase uh, that uh, outreach. Uh, and one thing that, that we're really working hard on would be uh, an online-based survey. I, I don't think we're quite ready to roll it out yet, but in the coming uh, weeks or months, we're really hoping to be able to roll out uh, a website that folks can go to and then fill out this short questionnaire telling us uh, a couple things. You know, first off, what do you think of this concept in general? And then secondly, uh, you know, tell us about the specific lakes that have been proposed. You know, what, what do you support on these lakes? And then maybe a little bit about why you support it or, or maybe you're opposed to it. We want to hear those comments too. Okay. Um, and, and you started working on this when? Uh, the, the work group was formed in 2015. Um, I think uh, it's been probably about the last 16 months that we've really been focused on kind of an individual lake management approach. Okay. Was there much um, jockeying back and forth, or was there general consensus on what works? Uh, I think there was a fair amount of consensus uh, after, after enough information had been gathered. Uh, you know, I think the statewide limit change was a popular concept with some stakeholders and certainly among our Panfish Citizens Advisory Work Group. 
Uh, but we really wanted to verify that popularity with a larger audience, so we partnered with the University of Minnesota uh, on a mail-in survey. So uh, people that buy licenses, fishing licenses, were randomly selected to participate in this survey. And what we found out is that uh, there were more people that, that were comfortable with a lake-by-lake -lake management approach than a statewide change. And in fact, the statewide uh, concept was rather unpopular, uh, but the lake-wide approach seemed to be a, a much more popular option. Um, I think once we had that bit of information, it became uh, much easier to kind of focus on what would become the Quality Bluegill Initiative. As successful as slot limits have been for other species, it seems to me that'd be an awfully tough one to try to enforce on panfish. It, it is, and that's something that, that we looked at, but the size range is so narrow um, that uh, a, a size-based option just didn't seem like uh, like it made sense at this point. Um, you know, th there are some size-based options that we want to investigate moving forward, but they haven't been tried yet. Uh, so in the future, um, you know, hopefully within the next five years, we, we are hoping to try uh, a measurement-based approach um, that would only allow you to keep so many fish over a certain size. Uh, but it would probably be on a limited number of lakes in, uh, in a well-designed uh, scientific research-type study. And then if that seems to have some potential, it's something that we could look at uh, down the road for broader application. But for now, we're focusing on the 5 and 10 fish limits um, because, like I say, we've got about 60 lakes in the state that have had that, those limits in place for a while now. Uh, we were able to look at lakes that have had that regulation in place for at least a decade and, and start to draw some conclusions. So basically, on lakes with a 10-fish limit, uh, it seemed like size quality had been maintained, um, which is uh, good news. Um, but I think what's really exciting is the lakes with the 5-fish limit, uh, we actually saw some improvement. In fact, uh, on average, our fish were nearly an inch longer and on average, they were about a year older, which means that those fish are staying in the lake longer and they're growing to a larger size. So we were pretty excited to, to learn um, how successful those fly fish limits in particular have been. We'll wrap it up with Dave Weitzel next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle, celebrating our 30th year. Dave Weitzel, my guest, he's the Area Fisheries Supervisor out of the Grand Rapids office and co-chair of the Minnesota Panfish Technical Committee. Their goal is to put together a plan to bring big bluegills back to Minnesota. I've seen a number of lakes in the immediate Bemidji area. Pymoosh is probably example number one. I think Black Duck is another one that has seen some really nice bluegill sizes in the last several years with a five-fish limit. Yep, yeah, and we've got several examples over in Grand Rapids, too. Um, Bass Lake and, and Grave Lake have uh, had a regulation on for over 15 years now. Uh, it's still a place where, uh, you know, we sample bluegill up to 11 inches. Um, you know, the lakes, Bass Lake in particular, gets a lot of fishing pressure, and yet it still produces these large bluegill. So it, it shows that the concept works. The, the other thing that's interesting and, and I get it because I like to eat sunfish like, like many Minnesotans do. Um, you know, and when I first heard of this concept, I thought, man, five bluegill, that, that's not very many. Uh, but what we've learned is once people start being able to enjoy these larger quality bluegill, uh, and they realize that five bluegill, five larger bluegill makes a pretty good meal, they, they tend to change their attitude a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so of those 60 lakes that I mentioned, um, 30 of them have gone through a formal review. So the regulation was in place for at least a decade, and then we held public input meetings to ask the public whether or not they thought the regulation worked, should we keep the regulation, or should we drop it. Uh, in every case, the public told us, uh, no, you need to keep these regulations. They, they really work. Uh, the only lakes that were changed actually became more restrictive. They were lakes that had a 10-fish limit, and the public asked us to change those to a 5-fish limit. Uh, and I hear the same thing from some of our resort owners. Um, you know, initially, there's a lot of concern that, boy, if we go with a reduced limit, that could really negatively impact business. Um, you know, and that's something that DNR is very sensitive to. We want to explore those things. Uh, but what I hear from resorts that are on lakes that have had that limit in place for a couple of years, uh, you know, they're telling us that business is, is the best it's ever been. They're, they're gaining customers that are looking for this quality bluegill experience. Um, so they think it's, it's been a very good thing. And, um, you know, generally speaking, uh, support from our resort owners has been very good. Okay. Well, it's called the Panfish Technical Committee. We've been talking specifically bluegills. Is there uh, a purview beyond bluegills with this committee, or is it strictly a bluegill deal? Well, I I, I think the focus has been on bluegill, and we really wanted to uh, get a good initiative off the ground before we change our focus. Uh, But we're also hearing a lot of concern uh, from our crappie anglers um, and, and with crappie, it, it might simply just be an issue that, uh, you know, people see these nice year classes come up, uh, but those fish only make it, uh, you know, maybe through one angling season and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the next uh, thing that we'll start to transition to will be taking a look at crappie management. Um, but we really want to focus on bluegill. This is a really big initiative. It's the biggest thing that's been done. Uh, in 17 years on sunfish, so, so we kind of want to get this one done before we switch our focus. But I do think that crappies will be the next thing we'll look at. So if somebody is interested in commenting or getting more information, how do they go about doing that right now? Yeah, at this point, the best way to do it is to contact uh, their local area fisheries office. Um, talk to the area fisheries supervisor. They'll be able to provide comment sheets. Uh, they'll be able to provide specifics as far as which lakes are being improved uh, or being proposed, I should say. Um, so that that's a very good way at this point. And then, uh, you know, keep an eye on the DNR's website. If we can uh, get this online survey up and running, uh, we'll make an announcement. And, um, you know, that'll be an excellent way for uh, a lot of people to be able to comment very easily. Anything else uh, we need to cover before we wrap it up? No, I just thought, uh, you know, encourage folks to, to get out and uh, enjoy those uh, sunfish resources. Just be mindful that, uh, you know, we, we do know that harvesting those big bluegill uh, does have a big impact on the population. So just, just think about how you really enjoy that fishery. If you're the kind of person that does enjoy catching these, these quality-sized bluegill, uh, you know, just give a little bit of thought about, as to how many fish you really need for a meal. Um, you know, what I like to, to tell folks is that, uh, you know, if anglers in general would just kind of agree to reduce uh, the number of big sunfish they take home, the problem solves itself, and then we don't need these regulations. Right. Anglers really get to control the, the quality of the product that's coming out of these lakes, 
Um, we just have to be a little bit mindful about uh, what we choose to harvest and what we choose to release. Dave Weitzel is the uh, co-chair of the Panfish Technical Committee. He's also the area supervisor out of the Grand Rapids office, and uh, we, we always enjoy having Dave on the show. Dave, thanks for taking the time today. Love this initiative, and, and I hope it goes really well. Thank you very much. All right, let's get out there and do some fishing. Have fun, be safe, and we'll talk to you next week. Fish hell, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and 3 20 23.